Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're on a headset and you are open to everybody. So whenever you talk, whenever you cough, whenever you sniffle, everyone can hear you. So yeah. you have to be really careful about what you say on mic because sometimes when you're you're just having a conversation with whoever sat next to you. <laughs> Honestly, you hear people's best secrets when you think that their mic isn't on. Exactly. Hey, hey, how are you? And welcome back to Outside the Box. This is the brand new podcast all about women in sport. Now, it's been a whole week or seven days since the last episode. So I thought it about time that we dropped another for you. Um, I hope you had a good week since we last spoke. I'm Becky Ives and we're back with my next guest to hang out. We're going to share some stories, offer help and advice to anyone thinking of wanting to get into working in sport. That's the whole point of this podcast. I'm going to play a few games and just be super nosy finding out how my guests have got to where they have today and today's guest well this one's a little bit different for both of us I have to say because normally this guest well she's a voice in my ear and yet today she sat opposite me and normally she's behind the camera but I'm so lucky that she agreed she stepped out from behind the camera to come and talk to me face to face TV director Grace Virakun is here <laughs> yay thank you <laughs> how are you feeling are you nervous being this side I'm really nervous <laughs> which is so funny because you are the most chattiest person I know normally you can't shut me up <laughs> I know and today you're like oh, but look Hi. thank you so much for talking talking to me about this tv director let's just explain what exactly is your job i basically boss people around and tell people what to do <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> much the short version and the long version is you're basically you're in charge of everything that you see on screen so if you see graphics on screen when you see the presenters on screen when you see different kind of features and videos you're in charge of queuing all of those and making those happen so you've kind of got to tee everyone up and make sure they're ready to run whatever you need them to run you've got to queue your presenters um, and you've got to make sure everyone knows what they're doing at any given point. So if a camera needs to move somewhere else because we need to get a different shot, you've got to move that camera and then cue that camera, cue the presenter, and then throw to the, the feature or the video that you're going to throw to. You've got to cue the music, um, lights, ev everything that you see on screen is controlled by the director. When I'm, It's funny because when I tell my family about it, they yeah. have no idea how TV works and what I do in relation to it. And the easiest way that I can kind of describe my role if you think of an orchestra you've got the composer who kind of comes up with the piece of music and then you've got the conductor who cues everyone and makes the whole thing come together and a tv director is kind of like that you've got the the composer which is the producer who kind of comes up with the show decides what each person is talking about and the direction that we're going to go but you've got the director or the conductor who basically makes everything happen cues everyone at the right time and keeps it all on track and and working and 
producers that is such a great analogy of what your job is i've never thought of it like that before but it's exactly what it is we're all different parts of the orchestra i'm the violin somebody else is the flute and you're the person that's bringing it all together waving my hands around and making it all happen that is fabulous so we work together at premier league yeah so you do football yep what other sports have you done or do you just do football so I started off, my first TV job was actually in athletics. I worked on the London 2012 Olympics. Um, wow. As a runner. So I was just making teas and coffees and getting people their lunches and taking scripts to uh, commentators and things like that. So I was just kind of running around the whole stadium. I was based in the athletic stadium and it was incredible. I, loved I was going to say that must have been London 2012. When you think back on that period of time just unbelievable yeah nothing but positive memories from it it's and i i still have to pinch myself that i was there because not only was i working on a home tournament but i was in the olympic stadium and our studio was literally right on the finish line of the 100 meter track wow did you see you same old i saw everything oh that super saturday when you had greg rutherford Mm. and and everyone kind of winning their gold medals i was literally by the finish line and it just, it blows your mind when you think about it. I look back at my photos on my phone and I'm like, that actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a kid. I'd just come out of university. I didn't know anyone. I just kind of got lucky, was in the right place at the right time and, and got this gig and didn't get paid for it. All I got, my expenses covered. Um, so it was just had, a runner at this it was point, just, just, a just being a runner for um, a TV production company. So it was, we did all the production for the big screen inside the stadium. And because there's athletics, there's always something going on. So we kind of, okay, that's the, the 100 meters finish. Now we're going to go over to Discus or whatever it is. But in between, we kind of interview some people and that kind of stuff. So you'd, you'd be doing the studio stuff out and about wherever you are. Uh, but then you'd also kind of have the commentators upstairs who were commentating for the stadium during events. So you'd have to kind of make sure they were both happy. They had everything they needed. You'd have to give them the start lists for every race. Um, so if I didn't print them off and give them to the commentators, they wouldn't have the start list. Oh, wow. So you, I mean, in terms of a runner, you had a huge job yeah. as being a I runner. I wasn't the only one. It wasn't yeah, all no, of me. But... <laughs> it wasn't a one-man show. It wasn't just Grace. But um, yeah, so it was important. And the best thing about being a runner, you can just, you can go everywhere. My pass let me in around the whole stadium because I had to get around to be wherever our cameramen were. So it was amazing. I could just run around. I could speak to everyone and see what everyone did. And as a first job, it kind of gave me an insight into every part of tv because at mm. that point i didn't really know what i wanted to do did you want to work in tv um not when i went to uni when i went to uni i had no idea what i wanted to do okay and then while i was at uni i joined up you know you can join like clubs and societies yeah. and stuff joined up with a media society did the tv stuff so it's kind of all hands on deck kind of thing so you did everything you did the camera work you did editing presenting directing but it was all student media um, but it so gave it, you a taste of every aspect. it gave me a taste of it it opened my eyes to something that I never even considered as a career or a possibility I had no idea how you'd even get into tv or film or media and then I just got lucky that in my final year we because the olympics were happening they'd advertised at universities and media courses around the country for people to volunteer to work at 2012 at, tw- at 2012 so then you've done that in 2012 that's finished so after that job, were you then like, hang on, I really do want to pursue this career in media? Yeah, basically. I was like, I love this. This is definitely what I want to do. I could see myself doing this 10, 20 years into the future. Because um, for me, I knew, I always knew I, I couldn't do a nine to five, Monday to Friday office mm. job. That that wasn't for me. I had to be doing something that gave me a buzz or a thrill, something where it was different every every day. Yeah. 
Uh, and TV gave me that. It, and sport gives you that as well. There's no such day. There's no, There's such, no such thing, thing as a normal, normal day. day in sport, is there? Um, so when did the TV directing come into play? Probably about two, three years ago. Um, so I'd worked my way. So after 2012, so now we're talking, what, this started in what, 2016-ish. So yeah. over those four years... What did you do in those four years? Off the back of the Olympics, I applied for a load of jobs, ended up getting a job um, working as an assistant producer. Actually, it wasn't even, an, it was a produ- uh, production assistant for the Football League show. Mm. Worked on that for a year and a half, worked my way up to be an assistant producer. So I started off basically doing a bit similar to kind of runner roles, so making teas and coffees on show day. Uh, I'd have to do all the invoices and the call sheets and a little bit of admin work. And at the same time, I was kind of shadowing everything and trying to learn as much as I could. Uh, so I kind of got to get my like hands into a little bit of script writing and cutting a few like VTs and features yeah. and things like openers, closers, kind of funky promo VTs. And then worked my way up to be an assistant producer and then moved on to Premier League as an assistant producer. And that gave me all of the live experience working in the galleries and that is where kind of my head was blown because I was like, this is what I'm made to do. I'm made to work in galleries. I love the buzz. I love the thrill, the adrenaline rush. I was like, this this is where I need to be. What I do in this gallery, I don't quite know yet. <laughs> yeah. But, where is my seat? Where is my place? Yeah. Um, and then I started doing VT co-ordering, which basically means you're in charge of all the kind of feature videos that you see in in a show so mm-hmm. when we started doing match days um it would all be your, your pre-match post-match manager interviews your kind of teases to break um kind of any openers any closers any features any interviews all of that kind of stuff we would be in charge of recording them in as they're coming in turning them around putting it out so you have to kind of manage your entire department vt department on a match day and delegate who's going to do what so i was already getting into kind of that management organization kind of role Mm. and then I ended up off the back of that doing a director's course which was a week-long course I mean you get taught the the basics of directing and you get thrown in the seat and you kind of simulate some live experiences and and throw your hat into it but you've it all comes from the experience that I'd already gained in the gallery so all of that kind of led up to doing the director's course and then once you've kind of learned the foundations and the basics of directing it was then kind of small shows they started off giving me kind of like short form content which is kind of a couple of minutes uh little hits that we do to camera um and then built it up from that to do longer and longer shows and now i basically do i mean i don't just do every show but i work on but you do it's fine you can absolutely big yourself up no because you work across a number of shows yeah that's what yeah you work work across i do every show on the premier league now you absolutely do but how many people are in a gallery Probably about 20, yeah, about 20 people, I'd say 20 to 25 people you're in charge of and you're on a headset and you are open to everybody. So whenever you talk, whenever you cough, whenever you sniffle, everyone can hear you. So you have to be really careful about what you say on mic because sometimes when you're off a show, you've just come off air, say, and you're prepping for the next show, you're rehearsing or not even about to rehearse and you're still mic'd up, obviously. You're just having a conversation with whoever sat next to you. <laughs> Honestly, you hear people's best secrets when you think that their mic isn't on. Exactly. You no, know, the best is when someone goes to the toilet and their mic's oh, on. You're like, no, no it's happened. <laughs> um, that's so cool. And now you are girl boss. TV director of all these shows at Premier League. And honestly, you make it look easy. However, it's not that easy. No, I'm like a duck paddling 
furiously underwater, but on the surface, I look calm, calm and steady. Sorry. Because the other thing about TV directing is, so you've built your way up. You've done this experience. You've done your course. They've started you out on smaller shows. You've got bigger and bigger. But eventually, when you do your first show, and it's very similar with presenting, you just have to throw yourself off the cliff, so to speak, and go for it because there's only so much you can simulate and practice before you go, I've just got to jump and do this because we've got to go live and I've got to be across it. Exactly. There's no in-between. There's no kind of doing half a show or anything like that. You do your practice ones, but they don't give you that buzz or they don't give you the pressure that you're actually under when you do a live show and you've kind of just got to bite the bullet and do it. If something goes wrong, you have to deal with it. If something goes well, you, you take from it and you learn from it. You also have to deal with like, you know, people like me going, Grace, where are we going next? Grace, what's yeah. happening? Where Am I standing here or am I standing there? And honestly, you are so on it every time. <laughs> I can be like, are we doing tables or are we not? And you're like, no. Nope. I'm like, okay, great. okay cool. Like before I've even finished my sentence to ask you what's coming next, you're like, no. I'm like, okay, great. You're so across it. It's fabulous. But it's that times 20 because you've then got the lighting guy asking you questions about where we're going next. You've got the sound guy going, who's going to talk first? And you've got to prioritize who do I need to answer first? So it's learning about that prioritizing as well. How do you prepare for doing a show? Um, you talk to the producer who's obviously written the running order. You have a look through the running order um, and go through and basically look at if there's anything out of the ordinary, if they wanted to do something a little bit different, um, how much prep time that will need and whether you can kind of do that live. Does it need to be pre-recorded? Um, and then you go through and look through all the VTs as well. So you know kind of what the in of the VT is. So is it a slow fading in? Is it a hard in? And you've got to be quick on the cut to the VT. Uh, and similarly the out of it sometimes you'll have vts which have a very short last shot for example so you you can't you tend to watch the vt so you have an idea of what to expect and then once you've done that and you've kind of got an idea of what's happening in the show and where you need to go how many so if we've got any live reporters that we're talking to or any externals that we're going to you know exactly what to expect and then Mm. the next thing you do you get your presenters in because you're already clued up Um, And then you go through and kind of start rehearsing with the presenters, with the producer there as well. It's an incredible process. (laughs) Honestly, a TV gallery is just spectacular to watch. Everybody in there is so talented. (laughs) And as a presenter, it does make you want to step up your game because you're like, everyone has got this nailed to a T. Like, I cannot be like the weak link in this chain. Honestly, it's amazing. It's It's a real team effort and everyone is on it when we go on air. And so you kind of feel like everyone's together as well. That's a really lovely feeling. That's a really great way to describe it. Um, Right, throughout this podcast, Grace, we're going to play some games. Oh, God. Yay, you love a game. Um, I'm asking all my guests that come on this to play these games. So Jules Breach and Phil Neville have gone before. Uh, Jules Breach is currently in the lead, 25. uh, 26, I apologise. Phil got 25 throughout this whole quiz. So So it's close. It is close. So can you edge over at 27? We'll wait and see. The first one we're going to do is a YouTube clip now normally with my guests i show them a clip of a career highlight or something it means to them and ask them to talk around it when you work behind the camera there's nothing really much of you that i could find to be honest so i've got a different <laughs> angle i've got a different i told you outside the box that's by a name, good thing by the way <laughs> outside the box by nature and i have found a clip and i think this will be interesting for you listening to here, because this is effectively what your job is, Grace. But can you explain just a little bit what is happening in this YouTube clip? By the way, this is worth five points. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, 
four, three, two, one, Go zero, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, count. Three to zero. Nine. Q Craig. A very warm cool. welcome to the stoop. Of and that's 45 to seconds to commentary. Stand by Z away dressing room. 40 seconds. Run Z. 35 to commentary. That is a lot of noise going on there. <laughs> a lot of noise. But I guarantee you understand everything yeah. that is being done there. Yeah. Just talk us through a little bit if you can. So what the, is going on? What are, what are all those voices? The main two voices you can hear. So you've got the female voice that's counting. So that's the the gallery PA. So she makes sure, uh, or he makes sure the whole show stays to time. So in that scenario, they're trying to make sure that they hit kickoff on time. So they're getting a count from uh, whoever's doing the match as to when kickoff will be. So they're kind of obviously showing you all the pictures and then they need to throw to the match commentators on time for kickoff. So she might be giving a count to how long you've got on those pictures before they run out. You've got to keep that count in your ear, but obviously not focus on it too much. But at the same time, that's your kind of marker as to, okay, I've got 30 seconds before I need to throw in. I need to get to these pictures by the time she gets to zero. And then the male voice you can hear is the director, which is what I do. So that would be you. Um, and he's basically teeing up his cameramen or women and telling his vision mixer and the sound person and any vi- video that they're running in that he's going to come to them next. So at the very end of the clip, they were going to run a promo. So he was saying, stand by the promo on whatever machine it is, run the promo. So you, it's, it's a lot. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today information that you're passing in a very short space of time so you've got to be quite efficient and succinct with your words which i'm not being right now (laughs) (laughs) you are doing a great job but effectively Um, that is what also i hear in my ear exactly and you still have to talk and look like you're not confused and Mm. listening to what we're saying (laughs) it's yeah it's a definite skill i think for everybody that works in tv i think sometimes when you sit at home and you just watch telly, you think, oh, that looks easy. I'll have a go at that. But as you said, it's it takes an army behind the scenes. And there's that going on behind the scenes all the time. Mm. So- yeah, that's not just the first five minutes. That happens for the entire... If you've got you know a live game or whatever that's in total two hours, yeah. that's happening the entire two hours. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. And that's where you kind of have to be able to multitask because you've got to you've got to hear the information that everyone's telling you because they're only talking to you if something's important um so for example the pa you're you're hearing her 
But at the same time, you're not fixated on it because you've also still got to be able to think and cue other people and cue the VT or the camera that you're going to go to next. So you've got to be able to be organized. You've got to be able to prioritize. And that's how on TV, it all looks really seamless and really smooth. But it's because it's that kind of joint team effort of everyone coming together um, that, that gets you there. And I think the key thing is communication, but also the key thing is keeping calm because mm. you're on open talkback so everyone can hear you. It, it's your job to set the tone for the entire gallery. That definitely is worth five points, that answer. She's off the mark, strong style over here. Here we go, five written down, <laughs> that's so awesome. Get in. Um, I love that, get in. <laughs> Let me talk to you, what is it like being a female TV director? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, Are people quite surprised when you tell them what your job is? I think they're surprised, but not, um until i tell them the football part i don't think they're it's it's surprising just because it's an unusual job mm. um when you then say you work in football i think everyone's like oh okay cool that's it's still something that is still a, it's not an issue at all it's the wrong word but it still is very much something that people are taken aback by yeah, that you're like definitely. oh you work in football and then to me the like when i say oh, yeah i work in football the question i always get is oh do you like football then yeah and you're like mate it's my job like <laughs> no i hate like, football no, i just I thought it, I'd and work i don't in know it anything about it <laughs> at all in terms of a gallery as well what's the split like between male and female ratio and do you feel like more women over the last four or five years are now working in galleries perhaps from back when, if you remember your 2012 days, you know, <laughs> London 2012 days, when, all right, you were, you were a runner, but you obviously witnessed who was doing which roles and where. Do you yeah. feel there's been progression? Definitely, yes. There's, uh, especially at Premier League, I think there's a, there's an, especially in the galleries as well, there's a nice healthy mix of male and female balance. I'd still say there's certain roles that are typically the majority female or typically majority male, but the balance is still quite nice within the gallery. You have a nice mix of male and female. Would you say that your job role as a TV director is typically male or female? I'd say it's typically male, but I'd say there's starting to be more females coming through and, and doing that job now. And do you feel that that's just because there's more opportunity? Yeah. And also, I, th I don't think people see working in football as something that's just for men. I think hmm. more women have the confidence to go actually that is something that I can do and actually I'm really going to push for that and you can work and, and work your way up and think that that is a possibility for you whereas before I think maybe you wouldn't think that you could achieve that because that wasn't your role mm. if that makes sense and but I now think, possibilities are endless yeah like if I was coming through now and and even when I did come through there wasn't a role that I didn't think that I could do because I was female do you feel like at all ever that do you ever sort of stop and reflect in yourself and go oh my god I'm actually doing like I'm doing well here. I'm just going to put this out there. It's really funny because no, I don't. <laughs> but my boyfriend literally said the other day that I need to do that. Oh, <laughs> he, he sounds like, a keeper. <laughs> he was like, you're, you're 29. You've been in TV now for, uh, what are we now? 2020, so seven years. And look where you've got to. I've worked at World Cups. I've worked at the Euros. I've been abroad for several gigs. I've, I work for the Premier League and I'm a, I'm like a fully trained TV director. Ooh. I've achieved a lot in my career and I need to take time to look back at that and be proud of that and look at what I've achieved because I think I'm kind of always pushing, pushing, pushing heads forward. And I think that is probably part of being 
in the minority in my workplace because I kind of feel like I have to push that extra kind of mile but at the same time I need to take that time to look back and go actually I've done pretty damn well <laughs> I know I've done all right yeah, I've done, you should be proud to say that there should yeah. be nothing wrong with that I am all for people just being like that I mean don't get me wrong there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence but yeah. I am all for people being confident in themselves I think that's amazing. that's a it's, it's quite an achievement for anyone at my age wherever you're from or whoever you are but I think being a female to to achieve what I've achieved I, I I should be proud of that. Yes, yes, you should. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you ever had an absolute disaster on the job? As a director or just in yeah, TV? Yeah, as a director. Oh, I'm sure in TV there's loads, but no, as a director. I've had a guest not turn up before. <gasps> oh, no. Which happened uh, not that long ago, actually. So I was expecting a presenter and two guests. So we were in the handover between full time of ma- match, one match and kickoff of the next match. And only one of my guests have arrived and the other one hasn't and i'm like oh god <laughs> this is not fun what do i do so we just had to we, we had to kind of adjust the studio so that you didn't see that there was an empty chair and you just kind of <laughs> kept it to single shots of just the presenter and the single guest so you never actually in, ended up seeing that there was anyone missing and also because there, the time between the end of the game and the start of the next one wasn't very long so you kind of got your first guest kind of talking and by that point it was time for the presenter to throw to the commentators so we got away with it it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, but that's another aspect of your job that you have to deal with as and well. That, and that's the thing, you don't know until you come in. You're like, oh God, we've got somebody missing. And then you're thinking on the spot. But again, that's where it comes down to, like you've got to make the decision as the director and you've got to stay calm because otherwise everyone else panics. Hmm. So as long as you make the decision, you go with it and, and you stay calm and you communicate what you want, then everyone else just has to follow your instructions. Yeah. Your voice is very calming. Like you do stay very calm quite often. <laughs> wonderful it's very reassuring let me tell you um right let's move on to our second game there you go take a quick swig of water um this game is called the wrong answer is right oh god okay now you should be quite good at this this is where my mind is gonna go blank no but this is where you've just described to me how you've got to be quick thinking and adapt and stay calm (laughs) under pressure okay all of the things that i do in my job i can't actually do outside of my job (laughs) i'm like the worst organized person the worst communicator outside of the gallery but i'm great at it when i'm in the gallery in the gallery you're on it well let's see how you get on with this so we're gonna do 45 seconds on the clock and all you have to do is give me an incorrect answer okay, okay. it's all sport related right oh, we're gonna do 45 so. seconds on the clock here are we ready in three two one what sport does cristiano ronaldo compete in badminton Ooh. name a premier league team Ah, Roger Federer. <laughs> what? <laughs> the LA Lakers and New York Knicks play which sport? Tiddlywinks. Chris Wilder is the manager of which team? Uh, Boston Celtics. <laughs> which sport has positions called wing attack, wing defense, and center? Hockey. If you win a race or a competition, what position have you come? Ninth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you play football on? The ceiling. What does VAR stand for? Uh, vile apple rind. Okay, how many sides are there on a square? We are done. I'll let you go. Go on, I'll let you answer that. Uh, five. <laughs> Correct. I didn't even hear the question. <laughs> oh my god, it's so, That's really difficult. Isn't it hard? That's so difficult because you're 
When you're under pressure, you're literally like, I want to blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. I know. But I think adding it up, what do you get? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Not bad, eight. We'll take that. Oh we'll my God. That. That was really hard. <laughs> um, I know, take a moment, breathe, recover. Um, look, we, so with this, I want to help others perhaps get into the job role. Mm-hmm. Now, TV directing, it sounds quite complicated, but it's so achievable, isn't it? Yeah. What sort of tips and advice can you perhaps pass on to other people? What is a good starting point to get into this job? Just basically get loads of experience and it doesn't matter where you get it from. So if you're doing student media, if you're, uh, even if you're studying something else or you've just come out of school, just try and get in at a local um, TV station or um, a production company and just get that experience. Like I said, being the runner was probably the best job I ever did. You could talk to everyone, you could go into every edit suite, you could go everywhere, you can see everything. And it gives you an opportunity to find out what each role does and find like what you think you'd want to pursue. So I, I never saw being a runner as being bottom of the rung. I saw it as a, I actually get the coolest job because I can go everywhere. Whereas if I'm an editor, I'm stuck in my edit suite. Or if I'm a director, I'm stuck in my gallery. I was a runner, I could go everywhere and mm. I could talk to everyone. So take that opportunity and use it to talk to people and find out about their job. And then once you know what you want to go in, just badger the people that do it already to get more and more experience. Is shadowing a good way to do yeah, that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, some of it is luck because you ultimately need somebody to give you an opportunity. But if you shadow enough and the people that are mentoring you are good trainers, they will give you a chance mm. to to have a go at it either during a live show or during a rehearsal or something that kind of gives you a taste for what I it's actually like. I do feel like everyone within our industry wants to give other people a chance. Yeah. Like when someone walks into a room for whatever job role, everybody wants that person to be really good and like yeah. do well and like I sometimes feel like people think oh god it's really hard it's a closed door and it is but at the same time everyone is so wanting other people to do well it is if you don't talk to anyone yeah because it's you like no one's going to kind of come up to you and say this is what I do come and do what I do kind of thing you've got to go looking for it so there is an element of hard work but I think if you talk to people tell them what you're interested in tell them what you want to do and and especially nowadays where you've got work experience opportunities and apprenticeships and trainee schemes and all of that kind of stuff have a look at what is available in different production companies um and then it's just a case of like working your way up so if you know it's being already, patient as well isn't it yeah and experience speaks a lot it's not just about ticking off one thing and saying i've done that now next thing doing it 10 20 30 times gives you such a body of foundation that you build on that you need to move on to the next step it will make you a better director if you've done 50 shows and i'm not the best director i can be now but i won't be in 10 years time but i'll be better than i am now and you kind of keep building on your experience what things do you know now that perhaps you'd known when you'd started out um the hours yeah (laughs) (laughs) what are the hours because they're not nine to five are they no so day shifts we are in at nine and on a good day we're done by 6 30 which i think is about nine hours or so um but if you do match days at the weekend you're in at nine and sometimes you're not done till about eight thirty, nine o'clock so it's a it's a 12 hour day but also it's not the same set days every week is no, it no and you're kind of you don't know your rota beyond a month normally so you kind of know what you're doing for the next month but it will change from week to week so one week you might be doing a certain number of days the following week you'll do a different set of days and you still get your two days off but you don't get them sometimes together sometimes they're split up so it's a toll on your life 
in that sense if you see it in that way but if you enjoy what you do it's totally worth it absolutely 100 percent <laughs> worth it isn't it um and what sorts of attributes do you think will help or assist what do you need what do you look for as a tv director in other directors good communication you've got to be clear and concise when you're talking to people especially on talkback um you've got to be calm um i don't like people that shout in the gallery so the second somebody starts flapping in a gallery you've kind of lost my respect Mm. and being proactive and organized who do you need to listen to first who needs to give you that instant information and who can wait a couple of seconds and you can talk to them once you've got into a package or once you've got into the studio kind of thing Mm. um right last opportunity to make some points up on our quiz i'm ready and this quiz is called how well do you know yourself oh god so all these questions you're going to know the answers. Well, I hope, I you hope the I do. <laughs> because they're all about you. How much stalking have you done for this? <laughs> An awful lot. Uh, so again, we are going to have 45 seconds on the clock. We're going to get through as many as we can. Are you ready? Go for it. Okay, so in three, two, one. You have directed me and my co-host many a time at Premier League over the 2019-20 season. Who is my co-host? Adam Hunt. In 2016, you went to the uh, Stade de France to the Euros. You watched the Republic of Ireland versus who? Sweden. What was the score? Oh, it was 2-1. Oh, 3-1. No. Oh, my God. It was just 1-1. One, one. Oh. Uh, who did you call Wonder Boy when they graced the cover of the Spurs match day programme? He left last season. Oh, my God. Any idea? No. Surname starts with an E. Ericsson. There you go. In the summer of 2019, you and I worked together on which job that was over a weekend based at Crystal Palace? The Nike Youth Games. It was. What year did you graduate from Loughborough University? 2012. Yes, I'll give you that one. So we've got one, <laughs> two, three, four. I think you got through five, six. Yes. We got through there. Get in. Well done. Oh my God. It's stressful talking about yourself, isn't it? It is. And I'm like, I literally can think of the picture that you're talking about, but I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Grace, look, this has been awesome. We are going to wrap this up. I feel like you've given us a whole new insight into what what a TV director (laughs) is what it involves so thank you so much You're for agreeing to for do this me. um finally i just want to get we're doing this with all our guests the final sentence i'm going to start it you're going to finish it in as many or as little words as you would like so i'm going to start it and just say women in sport you're as good as you think you are so whatever you want to do just keep pushing for it and you can achieve it i literally love that answer <laughs> i feel like that deserves a round of applause <laughs> Grace, you have been amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, Another episode down of Outside the Box. Make sure you join us for a brand new episode next week. But for now, Grace, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Outside the Box with me, Becky Ives. Make sure you subscribe, share far and wide, and please feel free to leave me a review. Let's keep this conversation going, though, on social media. Just use the hashtag OutsideTheBoxPod. Next up, we'll be speaking to ex-pro turned TV producer Alicia Ferguson. But in the meantime, do feel free to get in touch with any comments, questions, anything that I can help you with. You can drop me a shout anytime at Becky underscore Ives underscore on Twitter or at Becky Ives official on Instagram. Thank you so much and I'll catch you next time. Hold up. 